Welcome to the Corporate Middle. I'm your host, Donald Metter. My goal on this show is to give you actual advice you can put into action as a middle manager. Today, we're going to talk about a question that I recently received. How in the world are you supposed to handle the first meeting with your new team? Whether you get promoted or have to make a lateral move in your company, chances are you're going to have to stand up and talk to a bunch of people you have never met. This meeting is fraught with pitfalls that could potentially derail the first few months of your leadership. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a few of the best practices and how to handle it. We've all heard the expression that you only have one chance to make a first impression and how important first impressions are. The reason you've heard this is because, well, it's true. They do matter. We can't actually help it. As humans, we've evolved to make these snap judgments, and first impressions are actually done by our unconscious brain. There's this really interesting study done by a team of researchers representing Cornell and and a couple other universities, and, and I'll link the show notes down below, but where individuals were shown photographs of a person and told to make judgments about their character. Are they open? Are they agreeable? Do you find them attractive? Do you like them? Do you want to work with them? They rated all these characteristics based on just a photograph. Now, they had those same individuals come back a month to six months later and meet with some of those same people they had judged in a photograph. They had to interact with them for 30 minutes and talk, play a game, and and kind of get to know each other. And then at the end of it, they re-rated those same individuals. The score from the pictures and the real-life interactions were basically an exact match. The only thing that changed was whether they thought they were an extrovert or not. This is crazy. But it tells you one thing that you already knew. You're going to be judged on how you look and your body language. And once they make that judgment, they're not even going to change it even after they interact with you. This happens immediately and unconsciously. Your team is going to immediately decide what they think of you as soon as you walk into the room. This is, you know, a concept that's probably not real comforting today. You know, we don't like the thought that people are going to instantly judge us and and not listen to what we say and do, but that's a fact. That actually is scientifically proven. That's exactly what they do. People care about how you look and how you present yourself. So here's the first thing you need to keep in mind. Dress nice. Don't show up in shorts and a t-shirt, even if it's casual Friday. A good rule of thumb is to dress one level up of the best dressed person on your team. If everyone's wearing shorts and a t-shirt, make sure you at least have a collared shirt. If everybody's wearing jeans, throw on some khaki pants. Where you should probably draw the line is wearing a tie. If no one on your team wears a tie, don't don't wear a tie. Please don't wear a tie. That's just going to be trying too hard. You can be casual next week. You can go back to the normal norms of dress in your organization, but This week, for that first impression, you're trying to make sure it's a good one, so it's important to dress accordingly. The second thing is the body language. Just like in the photographs, they judge people. Were they smiling? How were they sitting? Were their arms crossed? So body language is actually pretty important. Real simple. Be happy. Smile. Talk about your excitement. And we'll get into this a little bit more as we talk about the agenda, but you want to make sure that that excitement, that positivity comes through in what you're saying and how you're being perceived because that's going to be a big point in that first impression and that first initial judgment that people are going to make about you. 
So what's the point of this introductory meeting? Really, it's just to say hello. Let the team get to know you just a little bit and what they can expect from you. And here's a hint. They actually don't care what you have to say or how great your accomplishments are. What they really care about is how is this going to directly affect them? They are all terrified of you, whether they want to admit it or not. Everyone hates change, especially when it's a change of boss. Ugh, how is my day going to change? Is this guy a jerk? What's he going to do? What's he going to change? Your job with this first meeting is to put them at ease. And as such, here is a sample agenda that you can follow. The first thing you do is introduce yourself. Now, the key word here is introduce yourself, not your accomplishments. They don't want to hear about all the great successes you have had over your career. It's easy to think that this meeting is kind of about you, but it's not. It's actually about the team and how you're going to interact with them. Now, it's okay to go ahead and list your career progression. You can give them a quick idea of your background, but, you know, really it's, Hi, my name's Donald. I'm really looking forward to working with everyone. I'm sure some of you are wondering, you know, what's my background and how I got here? Well, I started with this company, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Just a little bit of your work history, not necessarily what you've accomplished, but maybe some of the places you've been. I think that's good, and that's enough to kind of start that introduction. The next thing is you want to talk about how excited you are to be a part of this team. That should be your very next breath. You want to talk about excitement. Tell them you've heard great things about this team and you can't wait to work with them. Even if that's not true, you want to say that. You're looking forward to getting to know everyone and working together. Here's a bit of a side note and something important. You never want to use possessive phrases like my team, my employees, my projects. People absolutely hate that. I made that mistake in my first management job on a few calls with other groups, I made reference to my team would handle this instead of saying our team. That seems kind of trivial, right? Maybe someone being a little too sensitive. Well, maybe so. But during a one-on-one -on -one feedback session I had at the end of my first year, one of the team members told me that it kind of bothered them when I referred to it as my team or my projects because it made it seem a bit like, one, I was above them and I wasn't really in it together with the team. Now, again, maybe that is being a little oversensitive, but honestly, it's kind of a valid point. We are going to succeed and fail together as a team. The leadership and the team is together. So if we can minimize some of the friction by just changing a few of our words to say our team instead of my team, that's really kind of a small price to pay. And the truth is, if you ever have to pull rank and be above them, then you've probably failed as a leader anyway, but you know that's a topic for another podcast. The next thing you want to do is highlight a few opportunities you see that this team has ahead of it. You want to talk about either exciting projects on the horizon or just cool things you see this team doing. What amazing things are they going to be a part of? The biggest thing is you're trying to make them feel like they're part of something bigger and something amazing. If your company is launching a new product or a new project or something. You want to talk about how your team is contributing to that success. Talk about the problems that this team solves. Point to a bigger purpose. There's some interesting studies that back this up about how important purpose is. People who are working with a purpose are four times more likely to be engaged at work. 
and they enjoy a 42% more contentment with their job. And here's the big one. People who have purpose in their work and in their lives live up to seven years longer on average than someone who doesn't. As a middle manager, you actually have the power through your leadership to help somebody live longer by pointing out the purpose of this team and what they're doing. What problem do they solve for this organization? This isn't going to be everything, but it's the, it's the starting point, right? It, it's getting to where you're starting to let the team see we're part of something bigger. You're working toward something better and bigger than yourself. This little introduction does that, and it's not very long. It's just a little tidbits to kind of point them that there's something bigger on the horizon. So far, we've introduced ourselves. We've talked about how excited we are to be part of this team, and we've highlighted a few opportunities on what this team is going to be doing. The next section is probably one of the most important, believe it or not, aside from the purpose. You're going to tell them how the next few weeks are going to go. Like I said, this, this is pretty important because even the most cynical team member is going to listen to it because it directly impacts them. You want to tell them that you're not here to just to come in and start changing everything. You're there to learn. You want to understand where there are opportunities to improve. Now, you might actually know where those are, right? You might have an idea. You might have some plans already, but this is not the time to talk about it. You want to tell them about the meeting frequency. How often are you going to have staff meetings? How often are you going to have one-on-ones? Just the nuts and bolts of what it's going to be like working for you. Also, you want to cover any miscellaneous HR type stuff, right? If anyone has vacation scheduled, what do they do? How do they request time off? This is really the nuts and bolts section and will help quell some of the initial fears of, you know, how do I work with this individual who's now my boss? Finally, the next section is you're going to ask for questions and open it up for any things that they may have. Now, I've taken over several teams, and there really hasn't been any tough questions that I've gotten, but occasionally you need to be ready for some of the hard ones where they're going to come at you like, why is the company doing this, or why are you our boss, or even occasionally, you know, what, what are you going to change? What, what's going to be different now? Sometimes you'll get someone that's, that's very proactive, and they're going to want to spit that out. And so you got to be ready for that, and, and really the answer for that should be you don't know yet. right? It's okay to not have an answer in this meeting. Most people will respect the fact that you're in learning mode, and so that's going to be the answer. Usually what I would reply with is, I don't know yet. I'm still in a learning mode. I'm looking to evaluate the projects we have and what we're doing, and so we'll be able to answer that you know, here shortly. And people are okay with that. I've never had any pushback on those type of questions where uh, ones that I just couldn't answer yet, so that, that's important. But you want to hear what they have to say. You want to get that feedback from the team. The final section on the agenda is you want to say thank you. You want to reiterate your excitement for the future, and how much you're excited to work with this specific team. And that's it. That's the meeting. That's all you need. You're going to start out with introducing yourself, talk about how you're excited to be part of the team, highlight a few opportunities and point to a purpose, tell them what the next few weeks are going to be like, open it up for questions, and just say thank you and close the meeting. This meeting is short and informal. You want this introductory meeting to ideally be 30 minutes or less. Why? Because people hate meetings. You know what they hate worse? Long meetings. Everybody wants a boss that's going to have short meetings. So set that tone starting off. The takeaway you want your team to have is you're glad to be there and you're part of the team. Just as important as the initial meeting with the team as a group is having follow-up one-on-one meetings. You need to spend 30 minutes with each team member just getting to know them a little bit. These are easy sessions where you're starting the process of getting plugged into 
your teams. You're going to ask them just some questions about you know what they're currently working on. And, and the key question to ask is, what is the most annoying problem you face in your day? This is going to provide some great insight to where some of their time and effort and cycles are just being wasted. And you might potentially be able to help. The worst thing you can do, especially at the larger team meeting, is just say, hey, my door's always open. Come to me with any questions and insights you have. Everybody always says that. No one's going to come to you. They don't know you. They don't trust you. They don't know how you're, you're going to react yet. They have to build that trust and relationship. You have to go to where they are. You can't, you can't let them be proactive. You have to be the one that's proactive to go to them to seek out their opinion and their advice initially while you're building this relationship. One key thing to avoid, and I touched on it a little bit before, is trying to lay out your roadmap and all your plans as fast as you can that first week on the job. You don't want to walk in with all the answers. And this may just be the most annoying thing of all. I went through a period of my career where I had five different bosses in the span of 13 months. It was exhausting. But I did get a lot of introductory meetings. So I got some experience to see the good and the bad ones. Two of those bosses walked in just self-assured, immediately started trying to change all the processes and procedures. They knew exactly what needed to be done. It was a complete disaster. Do you think any of the team actually respected those individuals or wanted to work with them? No, because they came in as an outsider. They weren't part of the team. They weren't part of the community. You have to lay that groundwork first so the team will trust you. Then you can start implementing those changes and seeing the problems from different points of view. Doing the introductory meeting correctly goes a long way toward that. First impressions are important. And by doing a few things right, like controlling how you look and setting the right first agenda, can set you up for success for you and your team. Focus on starting out on the right foot. It is going to make future interactions so much easier. Well, I love answering your pressing middle management questions and how to get through your day. We're going to figure out what works and doesn't work. So if you've got a question you want me to answer or just a crazy story you'd like to share, head on over to thecorporatemiddle.com or just send me an email, donald at corporatemiddle.com. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, the reward for good work is just more work. See you next time.